This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell of the Dolphin Financial Group, alongside me looking dapper with his nice little pocket square, (laughs) Tony Shore. I don't know what the occasion is, Tony, but uh, you're looking good. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to talk about my recent trip. I went on a conference, as you know, and I met with some uh, people that are geekier than me. Top advisors from around the country. Around right? the country. And we had even better. We had those talking heads we see on CNBC and, and Fox Business. They were there talking about what the markets are going to do in the future. So we'll talk about what I take away from that and uh, what we think is going to happen in the markets. But before I do that, I got to let me see where my crystal ball is. Hold on a second. I'm going to get that <laughs> out while I'm getting that. Ball? I have it right here. When awesome. I, I'm going to get it out. It's small, but uh, it's, it, it, it's, it works pretty well. Uh, before I get that, how are you doing? And, uh, what do you think? What, what, what's going on in your life? <laughs> well, you, you mentioned uh, I'm dressed up. I'm wearing a pocket square. Yes, I do have a, a sport coat on uh, and a button-up shirt. Uh, normally, it's uh, jeans and a T-shirt. So Dan was just uh, amazed. He didn't recognize me at first. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take pictures and put it on my website now. Ah, take a few this. pictures. Yes. That's good. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, listeners, look on his website because uh, Dan is going to take pictures of us today. We're going to have another guy come in and take some pictures of us too. Uh, but maybe that's why I threw the coat on. I don't uh, know. A I see. Consci- uh, conscientious about see, the See, you appearance. can get away with a lot on radio. Yeah, you, you know? can. I normally don't allow myself to be filmed or pictures taken because I've never been able to properly explain myself in that medium. Uh, and I do want to let the listeners know before they view those pictures or videos uh, that the camera does, in fact, add 300 pounds. <laughs> if, if we just start there. We're going to say that collectively. Yeah. Which would be the two of us. Yes. Yeah. So remember, the camera adds a lot of weight when you see these pictures. No, That's a good uh, disclaimer right there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but I'm excited about today's show, Dan, uh, because you just were at this conference. And like you said, there were all these talking heads there, the taco heads, as I like to call them, and experts <laughs> in the field of investments and especially when it comes to the market. So we're going to talk about that. But first, uh, how have you been? You've been crazy busy, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the conference wasn't in Florida, so I had to leave the state for a while, which much to the chagrin of my children, you know, they, they don't like to see daddy go away for Aww. a while, but it was good. You know, the, with the invention of this Skype and the video, like I can't have a conversation with 
my family when I'm away without just being thrown on a video and being escorted around the house. Look at the dog and let's go outside. The kids are playing hockey, which was nice to see them playing street hockey. So my wife goes outside and uh, starts filming them play hockey. And then they hear dad's on this. And now they're going to show off. And oh, sure. Let's see if we can hit the camera with the hockey ball. Oh, you know? so, anyway, um, so I've been busy um, doing seminars. Um, we're doing a lot of seminars lately on the topic of Social Security, which is not dead, by the way. A lot of people ask me, hey, I thought it wasn't going bankrupt. Isn't it supposed to go bankrupt this year? <laughs> but uh, there are still some strategies, so we're doing that. Um, we redesigned a website, so check out dolphinfinancialgroup.com. I don't do that. That's not my specialty. But no. I, I find myself talking with the web developer, like explaining, hey, this is what I kind of want to see. And it's amazing what they can do. I don't understand it. But um, doing videos and, and putting that stuff on there. So if you if you like our podcast, that's great. You can subscribe. But if you want to see us, and see me, go to the dolphinfinancialgroup.com and, and you can actually uh, see some videos. Sure. I mean, like I said, we're going to take some pictures. Tony. I got to get this. Sure. I got to capture this moment with this pocket yeah. square. Well, here's the deal, uh, Dan. There aren't a lot of pictures or video of me online. However, if listeners want to see what I look like, uh, talk like, or see videos, uh, they can just Google search Brad Pitt. Right. And, yeah. and it's yeah. very, I look so much like him. Uh, and I... Uh... <laughs> No. Yeah. Speaking of the markets, <laughs> yeah, I we, could spew out some <laughs> false information really quick. <laughs> yeah, compliance probably won't allow that Brad Pitt coming in there because it's it's in no way, shape, or form true. Or, or an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> or an endorsement. So, Dan, I know that you deal in hard truths, and that's what I like about you. You, you shoot uh, straight, and you tell it like it is. So, speaking of telling it like it is, you sat in front of these experts saying, hey, we're going to tell you what the market's going to be doing, or here's what we think it's going to be doing. Yet nobody has the crystal ball. You said you have a crystal ball. I do. I do have a crystal ball. Um, it doesn't always work. Uh, <laughs> I sometimes put a quarter next to it so I can flip that too as a yeah. backup. Yeah. No, but in reality, so just so the listeners know, I went to a conference that was uh, designed for advisors like myself, and these advisors are from all over the country. I know them professionally. They would be considered competitors if they lived near me, but they're not, they, you know, there's a few that actually live in the Tampa area that go, um, and we're caught, you know, cordial with each other, sure. but um, for the most part, from all over the country, and we share ideas <clears throat> on what works and what doesn't, and then we, we jointly listen to some experts come to talk about their market predictions, you know, especially uh, at this time of the year, at the end of the year, especially with the elections and everything coming up, we want to get an idea from people that are, are geekier than us. Now, I will say that a lot of financial advisors think they know all, everything, too, including some of the, the people that were sitting there with me. So there's a lot of ego in the room. Sure. I'm the first to admit that I don't know what the market's going to do. I mean, I used to be a trader, literally, Tony. You know that. I, I used yep. to work in Manhattan, and I used to trade real, I mean, a lot of money um, on a daily basis. So I would, I would have, seven, I had at one point, seven computer monitors in front of me watching what was happening with the different world markets. And then I had CNBC in the background, you know, listening to and, and then there was a radio we had <clears throat> with a, a guy we paid that would provide real-time market, uh, market happenings. It was like a, like a, a PA system. Wow. And so they would say, Hey, this is what's happening. So it was really dynamic. So the amount of information was intense. Yeah. And so when I go to these types of events and I'm seeing the guys that are on CNBC, 
you know, because you you watch a lot of people watch that watch Fox Business. Oh sure. And you see this guy, and I, we call him Talking. You call him Taco Heads, right? Talk, taco Heads. Taco, I call him. Yesterday talking was heads. National Taco Day. That's why. Uh, oh, that's right. A couple of days ago. Yeah, right. Um, but see, how do you know these things? But um, <laughs> <laughs> we're on different wavelengths here. Yeah. No, but I could. Are you thinking about tacos right now? Now you're thinking, like, I can see you looking and tilting your head a little. <laughs> I'm like, how many fish tacos did I eat at the event last night? Um, so, I, you know, I sit there and I look at it a little differently than most. Now, I don't know what these other advisors are thinking, but I listen to their questions. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, there's some technical uh, speakers. So literally yep. talking about charts and, and what, you know, historical data show. All right, And you... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now I I get into that sometimes because I'm kind of a geeky, but you are, I you're realize a guy. I realize though that my clients don't care. They really don't. In fact, when I think about my client base, I'm, I'm thinking about them now. I can count on one hand how many of my clients truly care about what the markets are doing. Now that's not to don't get me wrong. My clients have a lot of money in the market, and I'm managing it for them, but they don't. They're not into the day-to-day minutia. They don't want to hear me spout off what the, you know, earnings per share for the different holdings they have are versus the PE ratio and the sharp ratio and, and all. They they don't want to hear it. That's what they're paying me to do, right? Yeah. So I'm doing my due diligence. They want to see their funds grow overall <clears throat> from year to year. Right. And and so when I go to these, I go with the idea of I want to know what they think is going to happen. But let's be real, Tony, and the total truth here, they are smarter than I am in terms of what they know about the markets. They've been doing it longer in terms of, you know, one of the guys. The talking heads from right, CNBC. That th- are- 30, I think he said 34 years he's been doing this. Wow. So, you know, he he's, he's seen it all, right? Yeah. Um, but, and I say doing this, he's been predicting, you know, and doing, and, 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 and you know, I always love to bring the notes from the previous years. Hey, remember when you said this, right? You know? That's funny. But, you know, we had a guy talk about gold pricing, which was, you know, it, so what I'm getting at here is they all have their predictions, but they are the first to tell you that these are just, you know, educated guesses because nobody knows. And in fact, I would say that if they did know what they were doing, they wouldn't be in a conference room with me and 50 other advisors across the country in Minnesota, they'd be somewhere in the Bahamas and they wouldn't be talking to anybody. Right. right? They'd be keeping this to themselves. Yeah. Right? But we, but that I'm being cynical about it. But what, what I'm saying is um, I think that in general, a way too much credence is given to the talking heads and not enough conversation is had between real conversation with people about their money and and what's going to happen to it there's you know because i the people that watch the ticker on bloomberg and want to you know hey dan what do you think about this company and that that's not what i do i'm I'm not a stock picker anymore i'm not a you know momentum trader anymore i'm a retirement planner i'm a financial planner i'm talking about things that don't have to do with the market because that's what real life is about and the markets are only a portion of what I do. But it is a big part of it because the, there's a benchmark there. There's a way to see whether or not you're winning or losing. Yeah. And and uh, and you have to have some in the market, typically, uh, in your portfolio. You have to have some money in the market because you have to have some – you want that growth. Right. And, and, the, and the reason why you want some in the market is for the growth, but it's long-term. 
You know, if you're going to invest with a one-year horizon, that that's just not the way you do it. No. But everyone wants to know what's going to happen in the next quarter or the next six months or the next year. What's going to happen? I mean, let's go back to the election of Donald Trump. What's going to happen? Ooh, Tony, we're going back. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Talk about emotions, right? Emotional investing at that point. I had people asking me, what are we going to do? Do we want to pull out and wait till after the election, all the drama, and then get back in? Do we want to, the market's going to go up if Hillary Clinton wins. It's going to go down if Donald Trump wins. That was the general consensus, by the way. Complete opposite happened. Yep. I mean, so <clears throat> I think, and the talking heads got it wrong. Yeah, they right? did. Yeah. Right? But, Everybody got everything wrong about right, the election. Right, right, right. It was crazy. So, so what do you do, you know? And so my job as a retirement planner, as a, as a fiduciary, is to act in people's best interests. And I talk about markets and I approach it from a different point of view. I don't have a crystal ball. We're joking about that. Um, I think one of the talking heads uh, on those shows, her name is Crystal Ball. I'm not joking about that. I see her. I think it's on CNBC. First name Crystal, last name okay. Ball. Well, yeah, that's not her real name. Number one. I don't know. It might number be. Number one. I might be. It Luc- might be. Lucille's great-great-granddaughter <laughs> or something. She married into it, maybe. Yeah. So, um, no, in reality, um, my conversations are more about how to maintain, uh, how to get the emotions out and how to... Um, and how to look long term. But when I go to these meetings and I hear what the what the procrastin the, the the you know prognosticators are saying about the market, I take that back and that's what I use to make decisions cuz I'm not going to try and guess myself. I'm going to take a bunch of people's ideas, put them all together and say this is what generally speaking is going to happen and then I boil it down to something useful and have a useful conversation with my clients. Sure. So we're not going to talk technical analysis with my clients. If you want to talk technical analysis with me, we can, but probably not going to get a lot of value in it. You're better off going. I can give you the presentations that I just seen. Uh, we're going to have conversations about how long you're going to invest and what we want to, to do with the markets. But let's talk about what I heard. Let's, let's talk about a little, because some of these guys are really smart. Yeah, let's do that after the break. And that in the business is a teaser. Ooh. See what we did there? Yeah, I'm going to tell everyone where the market's going. Yeah. After the break. <laughs> yeah, there Get you your go. pencils out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Write down this number. It's going to be the S&P 500 benchmark number. Sharpen your pencils. Right. Sharpen your pencils. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, uh, let's take a quick break. But before we do, let the listeners know uh, about all the different things you offer. You have a great YouTube video channel that they can check out some cool That's videos. Right. That's right. I'm going to be doing more videos, putting them up. That's on Dolphin Financial Group. You could just go to YouTube and search Dolphin Financial Group. You could subscribe. We got this podcast, which is, I think, our personal favorite. I mean, yeah. we, you and I get along with this, but in reality, I enjoy this. Yeah. Um, we have um, uh, some online tools you can actually take on my website that actually we'll start building some of this retirement planning stuff. And you could do that without me. You could just go online and do it and do it yourself and um, get some data that's useful to make decisions like about social security or risk, which we'll talk about after the break. But the easiest way to go is go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. But if you'd rather talk to someone, I meet with people all the time, or we could talk on the phone. Give me a call. 888-508-5935. And the web address, you probably already know it if you're listening to this, but it's dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Group. Dolphinfinancialgroup.com. All right. Thanks, Dan. 
Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Dolphin Financial Radio and our amazing host, Dan Wendell, after this. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Dolphin Financial Group right now by going to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or by calling us at 888-508-5935. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio. I am your co-host, Tony Shore, but hey, I'm just along for the ride. I'm just here to add a little color commentary to this, uh, This uh, I don't know what we even call what, what what's happening today, Dan. We're, we're predicting markets. The soiree. Uh, yes, uh, we're, pre- no, we're not predicting <laughs> markets. Uh, he's kidding, folks. Uh, but Dan, before the break, you said you were going to share what you did learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, from these experts and uh, all the top advisors got together. Uh, what did you learn from that that you can share with the listeners today? You know, I, I do learn from these things. I, I take a lot with a grain of salt because I know that a lot of times when you're talking with someone that's a market, you know, predictor, predictor, they're really, you know, that's all they think about. But I think about a lot of things, right? Health You have to look at the big picture right, for your clients. Right, you know. If the market was to drop 20% tomorrow, will that hurt my client as much as if they have a uh, slip and fall tomorrow? The answer is no. Um, The market is money, but sometimes other things get in the way. Um, And a slip and fall or some sort of healthcare event could cost way more than a 20% market correction. In fact, what I learned about the market corrections, I think we talked about this before, but they happen, right? They do happen. We haven't had... Um, a huge um, recession in a while. Yeah, we've right? seen a little volatility on mm-hmm. one day here, one mm-hmm. day there. Like last week, we saw a day where the, the S&P got yeah. tanked for right. a day. Right, but- and it happens and people get nervous. But if you think back to beginning of January of 2018, I should say, beginning of 2018, January, February, we had a huge drop. Yep. And it was 10.2%. And and once you get over 10, then it's, you know, then, then that's like a different, category than under 10. So yeah. we were at 10.2. So then it was a correction versus yeah. you know, pullback, whatever. Technical terms, it doesn't matter. People were upset by that, right? Right. But what I learned historically, if you look at these pullbacks, corrections, or even recessions, recessions is, is 20% drop or more, right? Um, in fact, in 08 was the last biggie, right? We At some point, people were down 50, 60 percent yeah, right? terrible that's, that's 08 was a big one that's they, they like, call it the great recession right right so that's scary stuff yeah man. but here's the key takeaway from this when you have different pullbacks five ten percent which are totally normal by the way totally normal it's the people that are just new to investing say the last few years they don't know what they don't, they, that's not normal to them normal to them is going up every day right right um but if you look at the grand scheme of things there's going to be different pullbacks seven percent ten percent fifteen if you look then, how long does it take to recover from it? How long do you, how long would you guess, Tony? You, you, you might know the answer, but as an average person that's not every day looking at the market, how long does it take to recover from a 7% correction, or, you know, pullback or a 12% pullback in the market? Do you have any idea? 
to get back um, to even. I have heard the number, and it takes – yeah, what people don't realize is if they lose 50%, they have to gain at least 100%, 100% right, or right, more to get back to where they were. So uh, if they lose 50%, you, have, you need 100% gain – from that point, right? From the fifty percent loss, that's that's the problem with when you lose that much. But even seven percent, like you say, I, I it's got to be a long time. I mean, like a that's, year. See, that's the funny part. Or a month. It's exactly. It's I think for um, pullbacks less than ten percent, the average re- correction, you know, you know, like a pullback, it takes an average of about four to five months. Four to five months, okay, just to get back. Even even a you know less than twenty percent, say a fifteen percent correct uh, correction, it's less than a year on average for it to get back to where it was, mm. and people don't realize that they they see a twenty percent decline and they're like, oh my god, it's going to take me a decade to get back to where I people was. People start selling, and then and then it oh. actually feeds it right, and that's right. how you get the Great Recession because people panicked, and and there's a reason for that because people get emotional about it. Yep. Right. Even I do, uh, because a lot of my clients, they're like family, you know, so I see them losing some. But the beauty of it is that I don't really panic because I know in the big picture they're OK. Not only because I know that typically less than a year we'll be right back to where we were. Right. So that helps. Right. Historically. Right. And that's a big takeaway from the conference that I was at looking at the data. Some of these geeks were showing me and all of it points to this, these things correct. And they pull back and then they go right back to where they were in less than a year, typically. Yeah. You know, even the huge ones take less than, you know, two years. Well, imagine the people that got out of the market when it started crashing in 2007, 2008 or 2009, right in that time period, and then pulled out. Right. And then didn't get back in right away. And it shot back up and went hit record highs. Right. So they locked in those gain losses, really. Yeah. You're, you're locking in huge losses then. If they just let it ride, if they just it's listen so to so easier said than done. There's two though. guys. All they have to do is listen to two guys. They have to listen to Warren Buffett and Dan Wendell because <laughs> both. I heard both Warren Buffett and Dan Wendell say, uh, you know, the old, you know, what did Warren Buffett say when they asked him, uh, what do you think the market's gonna do next in the in the next three months? And his, you know what his answer was? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Because he's a long-term player. Yeah. Although he's getting up there in age. I don't know how much longer he can. <laughs> yeah. He can't. He can't ride those up for himself. But uh, right now he's right. He's rich enough where he's just riding it out for right. his family. He's got a little bit more money than I do. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> understatement of the year award goes to Dan uh, Wendell. And despite you know the followers we have on this podcast, he's got a little bit more followers than I do too. Yeah, probably. But but in reality, you're right. But it's easy for him to say that, right? Yeah, it is. And it's it's easy easy, for him to say anything. It's easy for you to say, oh, those people were foolish or or they should have just, why did they pull out? You know, and and that's what you hear from stuff. Oh, just hold on. It's only a loss on paper. It'll come back. That's the typical response. Right. And I say that too, but I don't say it in a condescending way. Like I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're implying. Your words. Um, No. I don't say it in a, you know, paternal sort of like, oh, just, you know, come on, what are you doing? Because that's what most advisors do. You know, it's easier said than done because this is my life savings here. And that's the problem. Yeah. It shouldn't be your life savings. Your life savings should not be in the market. Yeah. You have to be much more strategic about it. A portion of it should be. Right. So if you have a plan and you said to me, Dan, I'm going to need some money in three years. Unless you're 20 or 30, then- 
well, maybe right. you could have it all right. in the market. Again, it depends on what you're doing. If you got income coming in, what's the difference, right? If you yeah. got all the money you need, but if you're retired, and which a lot of people, my clients are, or they're approaching it, that's when you got to say, all right, now let's look at this pool of money you have. Let's figure out the timing of it. Yeah. Because if you need this money in two years, three years, five years, or you need it in 10 years, we're going to invest it differently. Sure. So that when the inevitable crash comes, you're not saying, I got to sell because I'm panicked. I'm going to say, yeah, this is the 10-year money that is getting hit because we were a little bit more aggressive in it. Uh, we still got you know nine and a half years. Let's see what happens, right? That's a lot easier to say than, all right, yeah, we just lost 30% in your entire portfolio. We're going to... Uh, Okay, don't worry, it'll come back. Because <laughs> then they're like, wait a sec. But if you have this other portion of money that actually goes up if the market goes down, maybe you're invested in something that's or, counter, you know, that goes counterintuitive to the market. It goes right. up when the and there are certain asset classes that will do that. But for a lot of people, they don't know about them or they're not in them. Right. So the average investor has all their money in the market. It goes down, they panic, they sell, and then they lock it, and then it's just a vicious cycle. Well, yeah, and if you're retired, if you're not working and don't have a steady income to pay those monthly bills and your regular expenses, and you're drawing money out, and it's all in the market, and it goes, we have a bear market again, mm -hmm. which will is inevitably going to happen at mm -hmm. some point, Right. Uh, then... Uh, you you have to keep that year if it's all in there. You've got to keep drawing money from it when it's down, and that is then you're locking in lo huge losses and you're depleting it so much quicker uh, that then it's not going to last as long. Right, and it, and and you're making emotional decisions at that point as sure. well. Sure. So you got to make sure that when you're investing, you can take the emotions out, and if you can't, then you need to hire somebody that'll help you take it out. That's what I do. I take the emotions out of it for a lot of people. You, you, you know what? You've taken the emotion out of it for me. Uh, uh, I just, just want to be loved. <laughs> wow, you took the emotion right out of that statement. <laughs> Dan Wendell that. will help you. He, he'll remove invest your emotions. With, invest with Dolphin Financial Group. We will, <laughs> we will take the emotions out of your investments. No, but You've just had a heavy dose of electroshock therapy, <laughs> wiping away most of your bad memories and all your childhood memories as well. <laughs> I will say this, Tony. We You, you teased at the break that we're going to tell people what's going to happen. And so we have to go there. I can't leave the listeners hanging. That's not what you've been telling us. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what I heard. What I, I was learned. thinking that whole time you were talking just now, this whole second break, I was thinking, did I eat Wendy's twice yesterday? I think you did, actually. <laughs> I may have. <laughs> they are open for breakfast. Um, so what? Uh, in general, the the um, and this is I've seen this happen over the last few years. It's getting a little the people, the, the market gurus are getting a little nervous about the market. They now historically, I, I saw I, I I have to double check the facts on it, but it was something like I think it was a hundred percent of the time, um, the after the midterm elections, if a Republican is in office, midterm elections, um, they're up that year. This is a, so so after this election, the market theoretically is going to go up statistically. Now, of course, it can always go down, right? right. I'm going to always caveat there, but um. The general bull market we're in is the longest now. Yep. So you got to be foolish not to start thinking about, all right, when's this going to end? Edging your bets right? a little now, bit. Now, there have been guys that are saying it's going to end five years ago. Right. Right. And they look like idiots. Yep. But they're going to, what they're going to do is they're going to keep saying it's going to end because they're eventually going to be right, you know? So they can't, they can't change their, their process now. They got to do, they got, they're all in on that. Yeah. But 
in general, what's what's been looking at is that you know, 2018 was going to finish up strong. Now, uh, this is not me saying this is just what, you know, the consensus was. I'm not telling any, I'm not giving investment advice on this radio show. Let's right. be clear. But um, the suggestion is that 2019 and into 2020 is going to be where we start to get a little, a little nervous. Now, what does that mean? That means that maybe some of these bull predictors are starting to realize, all right, this is getting a little long in the tooth. We got to start pulling back expectations, especially for advisors, because we're the right. ones that are dealing with the clients, right? Yeah. So I'm suggesting to do the same thing that we've always been doing at Dolphin Financial Group was let's make sure that you're not overly invested in the market right now. Yeah. Because if we do have an, a correction, which is inevitable at some point, and if it's going to happen sooner than later, let's make sure that you're not overweight in, in, in that sector or in that market in a big picture sense so that when it does happen, you're not going to be one of those that panic. Yeah. And especially nowadays with all the different options because of the huge baby boom, uh, retirement, uh, happening, like what is it? 10,000 people a day. Yeah. Turn 65. Crazy. Right. Right. Turn 65. So, uh, all these people are retiring and uh, there are a lot of great tools. And since the pension went the way of the pension, mm, as I it. like to say, <laughs> love it. Uh, then now we have tools that allow us to create a personal pension. And I like right. that, and that you help people do that. Right. And you could use stocks for that. You can create a dividend portfolio that pays you money. But then what happens is if we have a market correction, those dividend stocks are going to go down. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you can go into defensive stuff. Like a lot of people say, let's go to the defensive industries, tobacco or, 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 or consumer goods or, you know, even energy. So, so what that means, let's think about what happened in 08 with those sectors. They went down. They went way down. But they didn't go down as much That's as true. the market. So, the, you know, the general, you know, the, the uh, technology or financials went down 50%. Yeah. You know, energy may have gone down 25. Now, hey, you only lost 25. Yeah. <laughs> right? Ooh, thanks, Dan. Right. But. So, so don't think that just because you're in defensive stocks that that's going to protect you from a market correction. It'll make it feel less worse, yeah. but it's not going to protect All you. All stocks, there's risk. Uh, you're, you could lose money uh, on any stock, no matter how diversified your portfolio right, is. Right, exactly. It's just, it's just uh, if you diversify, then you, you know. Maybe you don't get all the, what you need to do is have it actively managed. So, no, you're not going to get all the upswing, but then you're not also going to get all of the, mm -hmm. the downswing. You right. don't lose as much. And then, uh, and then you don't have all of it in there. You know, bonds, you can still lose money in bonds as our interest rates grow up. Right. Right. right? But so then you need other things. Uh, then you need uh, other ways where your principles protected. Right. And, and, and it's different for people based on their risk tolerance. But don't just assume, which is another pet peeve of mine, I have to get sell stocks and buy more bonds because that'll protect me. That's not the case. Yeah, you, you have to you look used at, to hear that a lot, but that's with our interest rate situation, that's changed. Scary. That's yeah. scary too. So you yeah. talk to the bond, we had bond guys talk too, and you're starting to see a little worry and wrinkles on their face. Now, most of the bond guys are old anyway, so they're kind of, you know, they, they already have wrinkles, but you see more wrinkles. But in reality, <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, you know, you got to look at some alternative things, yeah. gold, or you got to look at cash and, and, and fixed annuities or some sort of uh, real estate. You got to look beyond just stocks and yeah. bonds. Yeah. You have to, because then that's diversity. 
It's yeah. not, I have a diverse stock portfolio. <laughs> yeah. That means nothing. Yeah, it means you know? it's all still at risk. It's still, right. You so, want a diverse stock portfolio. Absolutely. And, and you and, want it because then you can manage the risk, but it's still risk. Right. And so, what, but what does diverse portfolio mean? Is it international versus U.S. versus emerging market? Or is it diverse because you got energy and you got technology and you got fine sectors versus geopolitical? You know, so there's a lot of ways to create a diverse portfolio of stocks and bonds. But again, you're right those go down as well. So yeah. you can't you can't just pigeonhole into one one tool. And I, I, I like the saying, you know, when you're a, a carpenter, er, you know, every, you have you have a hammer, every th- problem looks like a nail. Yeah. Right? When all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Right. Yeah. So but that's not the case. You need to have a pretty diverse toolkit. Right. And which is why I like what I do, because I don't care where you go. No, I, I do care, but I'm saying I don't have a bone to pick. I'm not saying I you gotta go with all stocks. Or you I, I know people that'll say stocks are the devil, and I got people that say stocks are the only way to go. I say, I'll go, you know, let's go. And then a there's bit all both. those people out there saying, Oh, f- annuities and right, uh, you, right, Dan, right. why do you mention fixed index yeah, annuities? We, I hate annuities. Right. Have you ever had one? No. <laughs> or, or, yeah, I did. It was we a did variable a show annuity, that, right? and it was terrible. Well, have you ever had a fixed index annuity? No. Right, right. We With one sh- of my- what was, the, what was the guy's name? We did the show on him. A Fisher. Oh, Fisher. Ken. Right. Ken I hate Fisher. annuities, and you should, too. Right. I mean, it's so I'd weird. rather burn in hell than- buy or sell an annuity right, right. and then it turned out he got in trouble because he actually owned a majority of stock in an, in one of the largest annuity companies right, right. i mean it, it's just the sensationalism of just picking uh, one side of the equation and ignoring the other is just not the way to go no. you gotta be neutral yeah, yeah you do. right and so the b- big takeaway from my conference is that you know markets are going to do what they're going to do there are people that'll tell you what's going to happen don't i mean listen to them Get their ideas, but don't put all your faith in them. Be your own proactive, you know, do something proactive. Understand that you don't have to all be 100% in the market. That's not always going to be the answer, especially as you're getting close to retirement. Talk to someone that's willing to look at alternatives to the stock market, but also not vilify the stock market. Yeah. Right? Because some of those guys out there will tell you, you don't want money in the stock market. Right, right. you got to put all that into life insurance. Right. I've I've heard that. Oh, my goodness. No, I've heard that. Yeah. I know, I know. And then you got other guys on the radio that, that they might help you with their credit, but then they say, oh, you can't put any money into this any type of insurance, you got to do this right. one thing. Right. And then you realize, wait, that's the company that sponsors his radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. I think you know who I'm talking I know exactly about. Talking about. We're not yeah. going to name names. No, but, but it's true. So be educated about it. You know, if you really want to get some more information about what the direction of the market is and, and the timing of it all, I, I'm be more than willing to talk with you, but it's going to be on a personal level. I'm not going to spout off statistics and, and guesses as to where the market's going. Okay, but Jim I Kramer. Do, right. Right, right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> you know, we need a little noisemaker thing. Yeah. Booyah, whatever he yells. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But if you do want to have that conversation about where you are, give me a call because that's what I'll do. I'll sit down with you. We'll have a conversation. By the way, um, I uh, one thing I want to point out, I see a lot of, of uh, people out there, advisors say, I got a minimum. You have an account minimum. My account minimum, Tony? My new, this is, uh, anyone listening, if you want to talk to me, my account minimum is, I need to like you. Because, and I'm serious about that. It's I need not to like a dollar you. amount, it's right. actually, we right. have to get along. We have to get along. Yeah. Because. That's so important. If somebody's really going to be helping you with your money, 
uh, they, you want to be able to care about that person. They need to be able to get along with you and, and trust and respect you. And that's why you offer the initial consultations, no obligation, right, no right. cost. I got to get to know you and you got to get to know me. Yep. And if we want to work together, then we will. But if we don't, then we part ways and no harm. You know? Yeah, exactly. Well, what's the, what's the number they can call for that, Dan? The easiest way is to give us a call 888-508-5935. We are in Clearwater. Uh, I have offices elsewhere, but mainly work out of Clearwater, but I do come to people's houses. But most of the time, people like to meet in my office. It's really quiet and, you know, it's nice. Um, But again, we're looking maybe 45 minutes to an hour of meeting time just to get to know each other. And then you can kind of go from there. But um, again, the number 888-508-5935, or you can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Tony, Put your crystal ball away. I'm. We're, we're, I think we both agreed we're not going to predict where the market's going. <laughs> right. But but I do remember. I just remembered we did a show a year ago, I think, and I predicted the what the market was going to be in 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 2060 or 2055. Remember that? Yeah. You you you, you said. <laughs> I was, that's prediction still stands. So <laughs> if you don't know what it is, look it up in the archives, folks. Listen to the show. Uh, it's about where the market's going in in 30 years because I I did throw a bold prediction out there. And it's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not too hard of a prediction on that one to hey, make, but yeah. you never know. All right. Well, hey, nobody has a crystal ball, including Dan, and including relating to 50 years from now or 30 years from now. So, but thanks for listening. This is a great show, a lot of great information, Dan. That does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at DolphinFinancialGroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for information informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.